Hello, hello. You are listening to the version for podcast with Verzaloon. Um, this episode is easily the most highly requested episode to date. Um, this episode features BPD God, aka Maya or Mia, aka the Mog Queen herself. Um, just as a preface, because of Mia's uh, commitment to a, a uh, anonymity there is there is um me is using a voice changer and also because this was recorded right at the beginning of quarantine um there's a lot of um volume on zoom and i don't think they were ready for it yet uh so there's some laggy in and out um audio issues um but we did the best we could i had to deal with it while i was in the conversation myself but anyway i'm not gonna leave you any further uh introduction Maya Mia BPD God the mild queen of Twitter enjoy be sure to like share subscribe etc all right it's recording all right cool hello hello this is verse and I'm with the uh the in I don't know the infamous uh Maya BPD God uh Maya say hi to the audience please hello everybody glad to be here thanks for having me on yeah no this is I'm really excited about this I forgot I'm on camera uh, I just woke up, but uh, all right, cool. So we'll just get right into it. Um, you're the, one of the most uh, polarizing figures on this corner of Twitter right now, and uh, uh, and uh, what do you and like you kind of rose out of came out of nowhere, and uh, but you've mogged the entire s- space, I guess. Uh, how how's that been? How's that experience been for you? It's been it's been okay. Um, I never thought I'd actually come onto any kind of social media before. I used to resent this kind of place. I was always anonymous, posting mm-hmm. on Fortune, and, and finally I made the migration to IRC. But mm-hmm. I got kind of sick of Discord, so I came over to Twitter just to see what was up. Um, I didn't expect to get such a big following so quickly. Actually, the reason I came here was just to as a kind of prompt for notes that I would later turn into essays, but yeah. it seems like wherever I go, I tend to pick up these kind of cultish following on Discord, I had it too, mm-hmm. and a kind of big orbit server, or many infamous antics, me and Adix Cybergod used to run. Yeah, I mean, I, I uh, it definitely gets, I think it's part of, part of the reason why you get the cultish following is that you have uh, a very unique way of posting that's like very, that has like a very uh, confident energy to it, but it's also like something that's on paper, both obvious and also incredibly uh, insane at the same time. If that makes sense, like if you're if you're coming from a normie's perspective, it sounds insane. But then, but mm-hmm. any kind of like into it, any kind of critical thinking involved, you go actually that kind of makes a lot of sense. It's, so, it's definitely a kind of curated schizophrenia. It's a writing style that I developed watching actual schizophrenics online and thinking. These guys are cool. I want to be like that. You see the kind of BBS poster that destroys a, a small little community just by his insanity and relentless posting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd always watch that and think, like, I wish that was me. That's cool. Like, I want to be that guy that comes in there and just fucks up everything, causes so much damage to a community just by being so autistic and mm-hmm. relentless about the schizo spam. Unfortunately, I first cultivated it. I used a long post of destroy generals just by uh, constantly changing identities, but long posting and spamming down people and getting in fights with myself. Mm-hmm. But on Discord, it's a lot more of a fire hose of shit posting. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed the speed and I kind of brought that over to Twitter. Yeah. It definitely, it, it definitely comes across as like a curated schism. Well, not to me, uh, a friend of mine, uh, one of the, when I started following you, he and I were both following you, and you like destroyed him. And it was the funniest thing I've ever saw, seen. <laughs> and he and he hates Which, you to this day. Now you don't even you definitely won't even remember him, because uh, he and he's he doesn't like comment much anymore, and he's blocked you. But it was it's still to this day the funniest thing I've ever seen. And uh, yeah, it's a, uh, I, I was, honestly I was a bit surprised because the crowd I hung around with this group was like ex fortuners. Mm-hmm. So coming over to Twitter, it was a different environment for me. I mean. I, uh, I'm not, I'm still not comfortable or used to identity posting, even though it might come surprising because I have such a narcissistic 
like cultivated everywhere identity that like I constantly reference. And I'm always uh, you know bringing up Mia, Mia gang, but um, it's almost a, a kind of a, a cult that I I pushed into. Mm-hmm. Coming into so strong anonymity that um, instead I went all the way through on the other direction, embracing the narcissism that's kind of inherent in the environment. But still, the the, the main the, the reason why I can cut through it so easily is that at the end of the day I don't care. Um, there's yeah. nobody can say anything on Twitter that will uh, ever hurt my feelings or attack an insecurity because anything I presented in myself is something that is already I'm aware of. That, distance from myself as a digital persona, something mm-hmm. artificial that, that, you know, they're latching on something they've already uh, created for them. Usually it's a target they represent for them to take on, take them to another line. Yeah, I mean, that's what, that's what I was talking to Sunny about that too, where like, it's the internet, everyone relax. Uh, but it's clearly, it's difficult for many to, to, I don't know, a lot of like, especially when they're like name tag types, where they can't separate their identity from their online persona that they take everything there's no don't take anything with a grain of salt even if you're like saying something true there's still like a a, a performance to the truth if, if that makes sense i don't know how to explain which seems obvious if you're online but i guess other people don't see the see this no i agree it's something i've posted about before i think actually the way people tend to view um, anonymity in posting, the kind of what you call it, the kind of exchange style posting, mm-hmm. with this, uh, this trolling and egolessness. They, they, they treat it as psychopathic or like a dangerous kind of manipulative mindset. Really, I think it's the most secure and safest way. Otherwise, what people are doing by like having these digital personas that they conceive as themselves just uh, in text, when in reality, it's a kind of twisted, it's informed by a digital social network and all these algorithms that are twisting the way people engage with you. Um, it, uh, it, it crosses into it. it, it and when I say that me as an agricore, I mean that we're all agricores, all our avatars online are in a kind of a, a, an agricore in the sense of a collective thought entity, a thought form that's given a life mm-hmm. by and other people. They, they, these personas give lives of their own. That, then feed back into how you engage with it. You know, you when you post on Twitter and get engagement back, you kind of start to build it. You know, they, they, they use the term brands. You know, you get a, you build it. You start to build a brand in it that you naturally start to try to um, cultivate and re-engage with. You become uh, tied to your brand, and you you lose engagement when you move off of it. Uh, yeah, and don't don't engage as strongly. So you're kind of uh, dead. Oh, you're going in and out. Wait, wait. Sorry, you said like you lose, you gain engagement when you engage with a Gregor, and then you lose it if you don't. Uh, what I mean is that the, the engagement metrics it conditions you into um, mm-hmm. into going back into your brand, or when you stray from it, you uh, you lose it. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm getting messages on the side. No, 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 it's not what you're saying. It's the uh, the connection was weird for a second. Um, no, I know. I'm just I'm getting distracted. Let me turn off the notifications. Oh, gotcha. The uh, so from what I remember, the you kind of started off with getting gaining traction with that meme with the end of the world meme, uh, that like I've seen a, a million iterations of, and then. Oh, you mean the the graph? Uh, yeah, like the, the, the yeah, like the compass, uh, the the compass of like apocalyptic events. Yeah. Yeah, what that was was actually it was an existing meme. Some um, it was just poorly made, so I recreated it. It was you could tell it was made by a leftist that had a bit of a he kind of tried to inject his utopian propaganda into it, and also just a, it had reused an image, and I think one of the ones it had reused a quadrant too. They mm-hmm. couldn't think of enough features, um, but the way I designed it was actually intentionally trying to uh, first I intended it to go viral. You know, if mm-hmm. you frame something as a question, it's it, it gets a ton of quote tweets, mm-hmm. tweets um, that people want to respond to. Uh, a few other viral tweets, they all they all end in question marks. It always works. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a, it was there's a payload. Uh, when you when you look at the, the the options available, there's only really um, there's a few that are just a given of that are actually what we have now, just extended to um, encompassing an apocalypse, uh, something like a the global homo uh, world 
subjugation mm -hmm. of the New World Order, uh, um, that, that classic anti-Semitic uh, uh, Jew spider tarantula reading uh, hordes of gays as the background image. Mm -hmm. Techno reclusion, um, the eco fash one, there's like the theocracy one, right? But the, it was all led towards the eco fash global genocide. Mm -hmm. um, something I pointed out in other places that it's the only real exit I see that you can actually action on. Everything else is their inevitabilities or the current course of things, or some you know, sci fi fantasy, like a, a mature mm -hmm. trick. In the brush my brain exit, you know, it's just a digital universe at conception, mm -hmm. AI extension. But the only thing that I believe we have agency to actually do is a kind of reversal of modernity and capitalism, which what we're experiencing right now with coronavirus collapse. Mm -hmm. Things are the supply chain is getting reversed. Uh, probably things are, or well, quite quickly, things are going to um, go back at least. 20, 30 years, even, um, you know, I don't, I don't think it'll be a the collapse itself. It's not going to be a permanent, um, delay of modernity, but mm -hmm. still you'll, you'll see things go reverse about 10, 15, 20 years of what they were before. I think the, the, the modern globalism with the, uh, inter international supply. Yeah, definitely. It'll definitely be a major hit to globalism because people will reconsider letting you know, um, mass immigration and, and letting all refugees and unlimited trade and all that kind of stuff, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, and so you think that the only the only one we have agency in it is a future in which it requires like a like a like a Kaczynski type uh, like reaction to modernity. The rest of them are just they're just going to be what they're going to be. The way I see it is that uh, there's a distinct timeline that we've been following. Um, with uh, the advance of modernity, uh, with things getting more efficient, um, uh, capitalism gets more defined and more advanced uh, as the technology advances. Uh, it's it's all about um, it, it's all about the uh, organization of resources and arbitrage of turning things, um, self-organizing raw resources into. Uh, more complex ways to um, to gather energy out of it. Uh, the, the end goal, the teleological line, um, the final point is a, a kind is, is an AI that would um, bootstrap itself. And I believe in all the the techie apocalypse of AI. I don't I don't buy any kind of friendly AI. You know, mm -hmm. um, I I think what it'll do is is very clearly outmode us, and uh, I don't even think it'll be something like that. Extinguish humanity. I don't think they'd care enough to, but what'll happen is we'll, we'll become to, to an AI or ants or something, or monkeys. Or, uh, you don't think that they would just like uh, fuse us with like, you know, like slowly replace our cells with like nano cells or whatever, and then we'll be like um, cyborgs? They'd only do it if there's a benefit to it. Um, and mm -hmm. AI will have, uh, AI will have the same goal that all technology and capitalism has had using humans as the tool and it will just be for uh, uh, equilibrium of, of inefficient resources, self-organized to, mm -hmm. to, uh, to distribute them uh, to arbitrage. So, but you know, you think that it just, so do you think it'll be its own, like an alien entity that just kind of decides to do whatever it feels like with the universe and will just be its pets, like akin to like what Kaczynski was thinking, or do you think it'll be, so, or you just think we won't care about us whatsoever and it'll just go on about its business? I mean, uh, it's one of the quadrants actually in that chart is if the, the pan galactic strip mining similarity, I think that's what I have described it as. Oh, I imagine <laughs> like all, all planets, everything strip mined, um, stars, everything just that. Uh, Utilize for its resources to continue on the expansion of the utilization of resources. And so the way I see it is that, I mean, we've already been that. We've been the tools for that. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the machines would then just take over for us as a more efficient uh, tool for that. But it's it's capitalism as a uh, material dynamic that's organizing these forces. Uh, it's it's all all it is is when there's a it's it's a, the second law of thermodynamics that. Mm -hmm. um, the distribution of uh, 
uh, when there's an inequilibrium, it's a self-organization of the inequilibrium to most quickly dissipate um, to, mm -hmm. to reach equilibrium. Ah, that's fair. Um, I I have like I definitely don't have a positive view of the AI. Like I don't think it's gonna be like all sunshine and rainbows. Uh, like uh, Kurzweil would say, like like you know, like a techno future that's like positive. We're all making heaven. Um, I don't. I mean, I'm not like partial to a strip mine, but also, I I want to be positive and hope that we could be get, turn cyborg and then we get like some role. But you know, you never know. Um, I mean, it's it's all about positioning in my mind. I, I, I look for I'm, I I consider myself a futurist. I enjoy. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to our automated cars and I, uh, I I like Alexa and shit like that. I'm, I'm a I enjoy the, the kind of life that is provided by these technologies, but the way I see it is that also there's a looming overhead threat of a, a point it goes too far. It's mm -hmm. a kind of a nuclear, nuclear uh, Armageddon that's just uh, dangling overhead, not, not something that we can really control. It's not even to the point of government geopolitical forces. There's nothing to protest against. There's no, like, it, there's not a question of just you know, convincing Silicon Valley guys, don't do this, this is dangerous, because it's just, there's a, there's money in it. Um, you know, if one guy doesn't do it, the next five companies will do it. Mm -hmm. um, there's not really a, you can't just uh, organize a, a, a international uh, NGO to say, let's not focus on this uh, route of uh, development in the same way you can tell people not to, uh, to go get nuclearized. Um, it's a, the, the economy will move forward towards efficiency. That's yeah. what I mean by uh, capitalism being a material dynamic. It's, a, it's, it's as strong as the law, any other law of nature. Yeah, that's fair. Wait, so I actually am surprised that you said that you're interested in tech. I would have thought you had more of a, uh, I don't know, like a reactionary uh, Hakan vibe where you're kind of like, even though I, I know you like embrace technology, I never thought of you as being like interested in like AI and futurism and stuff as well. It doesn't. It, it never comes across. It's a question I'm often given on my account: is how do I reconcile a kind of Landian ethnic land uh, accelerationism with mm -hmm. the, my Ted Kaczynski style mind theory eco-fascist posting? Mm -hmm. um, but the the way I see it is that we existed uh, in a, a evolved conception of tradition, capital T tradition. A, contrasted against the conception of modernity is the tradition of cyclical eternity. Um, it's something that when you lived in those societies, you didn't really see things on a progressive timeline as we do, of, of time moving forward, but in circles, um, generations cycling, going through larger cycles of, you know, the golden ages or the yugas, but all, all um, in a continuous recurrence. But at a certain point, though, um, I've traced the point before to Christianity. I don't actually really fully believe that. It was just more me um, trolling to get engagement. But mm -hmm. at a certain point, we made a transition towards a, a modernity where we started moving forward, not in a circle. Mm -hmm. And the way I see it is that unless there is a return to a tradition, and that tradition isn't 100 years ago or 200 years ago, because a return to pioneerism, as some people like to do, or just a return to like, oh yeah, my grandpa had 10 kids, that's tradition. It's a return to cyclical eternity, to mm. a different conception of time and, and civilizations and generations. Um, and unless there is a return to that, then we're stuck here in a, our modern uh, timeline. Oh. We don't have a choice of that. I don't believe in, I don't, I don't believe that. Oh, hold on a second. Wait, sorry, you, you're cutting out. But like, what you said yeah. is interesting. That like, as long as we stick to, wait, sorry, what? Oh, as long as we stick to like a linear timeline, we're going to be stuck in this like movement of this this idea of progress. And if we don't return to like a circular form of time or a recurrence, a yuga, a whatever, like what all previous conceptions of time were like, we're gonna we're gonna be ultimately kind of fucked in this like techno capital machine, effectively, right? Yes. Um, okay. When I say I'm a Landian accelerationist, mm -hmm. um, and I believe most of the people that call themselves accelerationists on Twitter aren't actually. But I'd agree with I, that. I don't consider there being any kind of agency on um, 
on the march of capitalism or mm -hmm. the inevitable development of AI. Um, there, there's not like a, there's there's no decision to be made on how the future is handled. There's no um, political or, or social movement that can do anything to to stop um, the development of capitalism towards AI. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I I don't really uh, I have I have a taste for tradition. I have a taste for um, things that are uh, proven through tradition as a kind of heuristic. Like mm -hmm. when it comes to my, my personal nutrition and medicines, I prefer tradition over, over like modern medicine because I know that it's more effective. And mm -hmm. I consider the heuristic of tradition of being time tested over thousands of years to be it's more robust. reliable than the. It's Lindy and robust. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's, it's Lindy compared to uh, the scientific method, which I, I think is a. Uh, it needs more time to, to reach any of the kind of same conclusions. I don't think most of the developments of science, I don't think they've come anywhere close to um, the level of knowledge that was developed through thousands of years of tradition. It's, it's mm -hmm. a different kind of research model. Um, and I think the scientific method, just, it's too engineered top down mm -hmm. and, it, and it hasn't had enough time to process to, to reach any like strong conclusions at many areas mm -hmm. um, yeah there's a book called against method for anyone listening that also like pretty much it's by a guy named paul for fire robin and it's uh awesome and it pretty much has the same idea about like how the scientific method is effectively not only stifling to knowledge creation but overall it's just kind of a, a misdirection brilliant interesting what is what is he what does he offer as an alternative um, he, he actually thinks that we should go back to like the, the whole tinkering model that they used to do before, like alchemic models where they just did whatever they want without mm -hmm. like, a rule. And that actually allowed for more breakthroughs because most breakthroughs are accidents anyway. They're never like preconceived, like I'm going to come up with this idea and I'm going to use this method. It's not, it's never like the same, this actual method, even when they use the scientific method to like prove a discovery, it's usually like post hoc. So he's like, just like get rid of the scientific method really to, to begin with, because that's not how we derive value. Just like, for example, like if I took YouTube, there's no like rule set about what we should do beforehand. People just make a lot of shit and then all the good, the good stuff rises to the top. Mm -hmm. So he's like, that's what science really is anyway. So you should just accept that that's how it like, it really ought to be. And you'll get better results because right now we're, we're removing ideas that are non-scientific or that are based in rationalism or based in other types of like heuristic models, we're just completely nixing them from the the pile of things that are possibly true. So that was his mm -hmm. whole. I mean, he argues it better than I am, but that was basically his idea. Yeah, the uh, the majority of work done in science is it's throwaway junk. It's just uh, educated women and data uh, idiots are just uh, you know paper pushers uh, uh -huh. going through another life, but got an education in science and think they're doing work by uh, gathering data on bugs. It, it's pointless. Um, when I was young, I had read uh, Thomas Kuhn's, um Oh, yeah, the scientific revolution. Yeah. Right. I, I, I always liked uh, he was an engineer in shredding, and you can see that in his writing style. He writes like an engineer very clearly to get to the point. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, it is the way you define the scientific paradigm, uh, which I, I do believe it is an accurate conception of how science uh, mm -hmm. I agree proceeds too. as a series of uh, someone will have a breakthrough that'll set a new stage of a new paradigm of the use of the rules they follow. And then what, what the scientists will then go on to do is test the limits of these rules, find where they don't um, coincide or cohere to reality. Um, and then eventually, when there's too many for it to be stable, a new paradigm will have to be built that will correct for that. The, um, the failures of the previous paradigm answer for the, the places where it didn't didn't match with reality mm -hmm. um, and just the idea is that slowly over time they'll keep developing their their paradigm to, to higher and higher degrees of accuracy um, but this this is a, the, the process of the scientific method mm -hmm. it's a very bumbling and confused it's kind of a blind man walking against the wall to find the limits until finally he realizes those weren't walls at all. They were a hedge bush that you climb over, and then, uh, then moving on to the next limit, the next wall he could think of. Um, exactly. Or, um, 
the, the process of tradition, it, it reaches, a, it, it's the same goal of knowledge development, testing the limits of the world in an actionable way, but how it works, I mean, it, it's, it's a basically natural selection at a cultural level. It's someone eating the red berry, realizing that they die if they eat the red berry mm -hmm. over, over, you know, it happens five or six times over a few generations, they pass down in a world tell that the red berry has a demon in it and you don't eat the red berry or you'll die. But mm -hmm. This is heuristic knowledge. You don't need to know the process of what's killing you in the red berry, but you do know, you can develop from that thought that maybe if we crush the berry and uh, dip our darts in it or our arrows in it, we could poison the enemy. And they try it out. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it does work, it gets passed down. That's that's a model of tradition. That's not heuristic knowledge. Well, um, what happens is though, at the end of the day, you know that these berries are poisonous. You might know some more details, like uh, the berry won't kill you if you immediately throw up afterwards, or you know you can uh, poison someone; it'll make them sick if they get in their blood, but it won't actually kill them. That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You'll learn more details over use, but you won't know exactly how it works. What science tries to do is they'll take the berry apart, find the exact chemicals that are part of it, realize that this is a thing that interacts with your cells in a certain way, but they still won't be able to until, they'll take another 300 years or so before they're ever able to get a holistic model of the body to understand exactly why mm -hmm. this interaction with your cells causes this reaction. Because now they're trying to understand every part from the uh, top down. Uh, there's a, they, they don't even uh, they don't even understand why a a, a pin prick in your finger can affect your, your foot. Yeah, they they miss the the emergent properties because they're trying to dissect things and see the whole and trying to understand the whole by understanding its parts, which works sometimes, but it doesn't work in all or most situations. So you stop being productive right. in a lot of scenarios, right? So like you know, right. All these traditional cultures they have understand they have like medicine that has been shown to work. Yeah, they have no idea why, but it doesn't really matter because that's not what they were looking for anyway. So they'll write some symbolic something, they'll write some, they'll tell some story about why it works, and then science is like, that's stupid, and then they miss out on actual verified exactly. information. Yeah. And also for those listening, the book that Maya mm -hmm. was talking about is The Structures of Scientific Revolutions by Thomas Kuhn. I'll, I'll link that yeah. as well. What were we saying? There is one element in which I consider their research useful. Um, I was asked the other day uh, by Land Shark, I, I never got back to him, but he asked me what I thought about molecular astronomy, or I think it was uh, modernist astronomy. Um, I thought, he said that it's a totally obscure topic, but he thought I might have some thoughts on it, which I do. Uh, the, the way the way that the I think the term is molecular astronomy. It's a kind of modernist conception of cooking that was developed in the 80s of a kind of, they're taking, they want to redesign cuisine from the top down. And that same kind of model that I described how science approached it as the series of chemical reactions. They thought that they could then redevelop, um, not, not a conception of, you know, that you can heat, heat butter, it goes, it tastes well on meat, but why does a what, what interaction with meat and butter causes the, the taste buds to interact in such a way that it tastes good. And mm -hmm. from that um, understanding, then develop new concoctions, uh, new recipes that wouldn't make intuitive sense, mm -hmm. but uh, do work at a logical level when you broke things down to a part. Uh, I can't think of any examples. I'm sure there's a few iconic ones, but um, maybe, I don't know, like a pineapple that you set on fire mixed with the raspberry sauce, maybe it's surprisingly delicious. It's mm -hmm. something weird like that, pineapple and salt, probably some shit like that. Yeah. Uh, that, that is one model. Uh, it, it does work in that way that you can create uh, surprising things that you wouldn't normally test, at least not with another thousand years of heuristic trial and error. Mm -hmm. um, you, can, you can basically shortcut the process. But uh, say you say you computer modeled a, a traditional heuristic trial and error, which is how machine learning is processed. It's not built on any scientific method. It's built mm -hmm. on a traditional method. Um, you'll simulate a thousand years over just a, a few minutes or run the cycles and trial and error. And that's how you get a situation where like chess bot will do moves no one would have ever thought of or mm -hmm. just don't make logical sense unless you're thinking like 10 steps ahead because 
he's not thinking from a logical perspective. He didn't put in logical code that it then generated moves from. What it did was just infinite trial and error, developing heuristics that ended up working, and then mm -hmm. just running off the heuristic. They don't need to understand why it works. They just know intuitively it does. Mm -hmm. um, it would still, if you gave it enough time, they would come to the same conclusion that these molecular astronomers would have come to, too, from mm -hmm. doing it from the, um, from the top, top down. down. Mm -hmm. But it's just, it, it, what they've done is they found a shortcut, right? Understanding the logic and then making these counterintuitive connections. But the reason why it worked in cuisine and it hasn't worked elsewhere in science is that food is simpler. They're mm -hmm. able to make these, you know, combined salt with the fruits that don't seem like they make sense, but they're not because they are, you know, develop new umami, umami burger or something like that. It also has like smaller iteration time. Like you can taste it immediately and go, okay, this works or doesn't doesn't work. So That's true too. Right. Other science doesn't really work with medicine though. Exactly, it wouldn't work with medicine or any other larger experiment. Exactly. Can't mm -hmm. Iterate. Yeah, that makes sense. It also is funny how a lot of like machine learning has ended up ended up just re like retroactively proving a lot of like you know, human pattern pattern matching, like you know seeing like physiognomy with like criminals or like racial differences or, or sexuality mm -hmm. differences from faces and stuff. It's funny how a lot of like previous uh, pseudoscience is being confirmed on some level, at least heuristically from AI, which I don't, right. they're not really willing to, people aren't really willing to talk about at the moment. No, and I'm not surprised. I, I know it's a kind of common thing. People point out AI is racist, even starting with the, that gay Twitter bot um, that Microsoft had developed for Jen Crane to be racist, but also just the these heuristic uh, testing uh, uh, like facial recognition models that right, they, they resurface old uh, physiognomic uh, theories of, you know, uh, the, the, the skull measuring and things mm -hmm. like that. But the reason why is because fundamentally they are designed um, by, by being trained heuristically, they're following an intuitive traditional model of, of knowledge. Well, mm. while society, uh, the modern West, has for so long followed this modernist scientific model since the Enlightenment, one that just does not appear with reality, at least they're trying. I mean, they have their paradigms. Uh, they're trying to slowly get more and more close, but uh, at the end of the day, if you're not taught this anti-knowledge that science provides, you would already have a coherent model of reality. You don't need mm. someone to explain the logic for you, you know, when you know that, uh, you know that if you, uh, if you're, if you're, if you're walking and you, uh, a turtle is going half your speed, you know that, uh, uh, you'll, you'll pass the turtle, um, or you should, what is it, you shoot an arrow, the Achilles arrow on the turtle, you shoot an arrow and it's at half the speed of the turtle, you know that eventually the arrow will be past the turtle, even if, yeah, the, the, the logic of the, 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 what is it, the, What's the, it's a paradox. It's, um, I remember the name of it as you're right, talking. Yeah. It's one of those like Greek, ancient Greek right. paradox about that, that talks that, uh, right. if you keep having the distance, uh, you'll never reach the destination type thing. Um, yeah. However it goes. Um, yeah. You have these logical paradoxes because they're trying to develop a model of reality that can, can be explained in simple terms. You know, you can't, these paradoxes can't exist in real life if you just understood the world intuitively. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't have these problems. But what, what these are is, that's a paradigm that ran up against the wall of the reality and conflicted with it. And, Zeno's know, paradox. It's time to, right, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, now it's time to readjust it. Um, just, I don't see what was the point in the first place. There, there's no reason to. So to go back to your question, I mean, I'll, I'll make accelerationist, but also have my, my feet so deep in tradition and kind of reactionary mindset. Mm -hmm. It's just I'm, it's just what I consider to be an accurate model. And a, a, it, it's a, this kind of intuitive, heuristic thinking. Mm -hmm. It's what I've ended up settling on after, you know, going through the phases of, of rationalism and the post-ratchet with less wrong and all that. I never mm -hmm. really got my feet into it. It always smelled funny to me, but I had gone through all of it. I mean, when I was younger, I used to read lots of books. I thought, you know, all knowledge came from nonfiction, citational, you know, I, I went through the whole uh, routine of uh, 
you know, I started with the kind of pop nonfiction and quickly went down to the sources to find more meaty works until eventually I was just reading scientific journals. Mm -hmm. Finally, now I don't, I don't even bother. I can know with an immediate gut instinct and just wait for some. I can post it. Someone will find the scientific journal that confirms it, post it in my comments, tell me you're right. It's not bullshit. I don't even read that. I don't even click it. I just retweet it. But yeah, if it was right. Like, you I need to get it intuitive, yeah. Right. Like, I know that smoking cigarettes increases testosterone. But why? Because people who are high key smoke cigarettes and through, through the centuries of men have been smoking it. But it just it doesn't it doesn't make sense that it wouldn't. Uh, and it, it's really bullshit. Uh, totally unbelievable explanation. But mm -hmm. I don't need to, I don't need to worry about it because it checked out. Uh, mm -hmm. If I, if I posted it now, people, Providence people, go fill it up with evidence. I don't, I don't need to find it myself. Yeah, it makes yeah, it makes sense. And that that is actually an interesting. Uh, that's what makes your brand uh, interesting. Is the is your uh, you double down on like in, like uh, intuitive heuristic uh, knowledge, which to which often threatens like people's like mental models, and it's actually why my friend got so upset when you just when you destroyed them, which is still which is hilarious to me. Uh, it's because and I kept asking him, like, why do you find uh, what Maya is saying to be so upsetting? And it never really came down to any real difference. Um, it ended up kind of just be being like uh you you're doubling down and also like an aesthetic difference of like you just are portraying a worldview that is different than his but he still got super butthurt about it uh but uh, I know, it, there's some kind of uh shell shock people sometimes go to an interaction with my account the funny thing is that it's always for little different reasons uh, some people that have totally invested in reading like citational knowledge they're shocked by the suggestion of uh, you know, I don't need to cite a source or I'll cite myself as a source. I, I find it kind of funny that, you know, a lot of times people post under my, my thread that Nietzsche said this or that. And, you know, I read through Nietzsche at some point in my life. I read, read through them, but I don't recall. I don't quote him. I, I remember his funny jokes. I don't remember what he said or what he said. But, you know, I, I said it. I don't, I don't need anyone else to say it for me. Mm -hmm. I don't need to quote someone to confirm my ideas or, you know, sometimes I'll post quotes on, on Twitter and I'll just, I'll, I won't say they're a quote, I'll just post it. It doesn't yeah. make a difference if I said it someone else did. So, uh, I don't care if people go around and repost me on other other forums or, or on Fortune or wherever they want and just say, pretend they were saying it. It doesn't make a difference to me. It's so, truth or falsity is like inherent in the... A statement itself it doesn't require like validation from someone who's been checked out or or whatever right, who has passed right. the test give me one sec i need to get a char my charger for my computer okay. i'm anyway yeah it's uh it's gonna be loud as fuck i'll, I'll edit this out but um Yeah, it doesn't require like you uh, getting approval from some higher source or some external source, which is another thing that like pe people, uh, so-called so midwits would hate is that they don't get the external validation. It doesn't, it doesn't pass the credential check. Even if it is true and it will ultimately pass the credential check, the fact that you aren't uh, like bending the knee to academics or whomever, when you make a statement with such confidence, is is actually specifically why that pissed my friend off is that he's just like well that person is mm -hmm. like uh is saying things so like confidently and they're they and they're just like it's all crazy and you're like it's not really that crazy if you take 30 seconds to think about anything she, like yeah. what Maya says but it happens a lot it happens a lot yeah. um i mean I, I will admit i do often uh, uh i do i do design my posts to be somewhat abrasive especially yeah. when I know it has potential to be. I mean, not all of them, but, like, I think people, they, they look at the way I write, and they think that I must be, like, sitting down and really autistically switching out words with bigger words than the thesaurus, but I don't. I just I just dump it out really quickly. Half, half of my posts are done while I'm driving mm -hmm. and, um, around the toilet. I, I, don't, I don't put any much effort, but when I do, it's only for two reasons, but then I'll go back and edit most. Um, 
that before I, I hit submit. One is usually that I just run out of characters. I have a flowery, over uh, high high verbiage writing mm -hmm. style, so I'm always like trying to just trim down the post to include characters. Other times is when I, I realize I can say something a little bit more abrasive. And the reason I do that is because I just want more engagement on Twitter. Um, I don't really care yeah. if it's negative or positive because I want to see people engage with the post and get indirectly influenced. So it's sort of being put in my orbit of influence. Uh, so I'll do things like uh, uh, there was one recent one I had a. Oh, I, I, I was talking a little bit about uh, a past as a, I, I said something like coming from a background of extreme wealth. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm lucky that my, my parents were just distant and not abusive, which was that I, I, I'm, not, I'm not even going to say whether or not that's a true like, biopic uh, piece of information. My point was just that um, I was talking about how I, I was just making a reference to the high amounts of abuse and uh, uh, high income families. Mm -hmm. I made sure that I changed it to say coming from a background of extreme wealth. I knew that would piss people off. I did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah exactly it, it is it is i mean to anyone it's funny how because you have the midwit top weight uh meme with sunny but like it is funny how like there are people who legitimately can't see this like like to me it's painfully obvious from the second i started following you that like while you are saying like truths it is kind of like partially performance or partially writing exercise like just you're saying shit but it's slightly more incisive than it otherwise would be but like to, there are people I'm watching and I'm reading your comments and I'm just like, how the fuck are you missing this entirely? It, it's just going completely over your head, which I guess you kind of hyperstitioned like this mid midway thing into existence. And I'm, now it's impossible to not see. You're like, oh shit, you really, <laughs> you genuinely cannot understand what's going on. You're like, yeah, well, I know, all right. I know they, they, they can't. Uh, I've, I've, I mentioned before, uh, the, the most common feeling, if I have any kind of emotion, things better. I know people get very angry and upset at me. They get hurt, they get insecure, they start to kind of sometimes they go into a shock when I try to them through directly and try to get their insecurities trying to fuck with someone. But the only only thing I ever feel is I either I'm amused or I'm baffled. Usually I'm baffled at just how fucking stupid these people are. Mm -hmm. I, I'm amazed at how dumb people can be online. I, I don't I realize though it's not as simple as I do. I just mm -hmm. say I do in that way because again it I suppose it is an easy model to use, and also mm -hmm. it, it makes people upset. But it it what it, it comes down to insecurities. They they put mental blocks in their in their head that don't allow them to uh, to process certain pieces of information because their ego wouldn't be able to handle it. Mm -hmm. For example, I'm sure they understand that I'm being um, like when I when I'm engaging with someone and messing with them, talking on them in quotes. They know that I'm dunking on them and screwing with them and playing stupid to screw with them, but they can't admit it to their conscious ego because that would that would break their their self identity as the smartest person in the world, which mm -hmm. is the, the main you know the, the dominating insecurity of the midwife. They, mm -hmm. they need to live on that knowledge that nobody could be outsmarting them or outplaying them or playing dumb. So even even when it gets to the point of total absurdity, they'll still continue to believe that. No, she's not actually as smart. Uh, she's not actually playing dumb. She is just dumb as pretending to be. That's why they'll accuse me of shit like using a thesaurus with mm -hmm. my words or being like convoluted and that actually nothing I make is it. I get, I get so many posts telling me that whatever I'm saying doesn't make any sense. This is gibberish. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that one makes like, me All the other people there, yeah, all the people there, uh, you know, that are obviously uh, enjoying the content and communicating with it, replying with to me and having conversations about it. They're convinced that they're all just hoodwinked by some pretentious blurb that <laughs> everyone's just following for me pretending to be smart. And it's such an extreme, it comes from such extreme insecurity. It's not stupidity, it's insecurity. Of course, for sure. They're, they're also somewhat stupid too. I mean, they're dumber than I am, but they're not, they're not exactly stupid people. It, it actually takes a specific, and that's what makes the midway thing brilliant because it, it takes a certain, you clearly aren't dumb because you are engaging with the idea, but you're, there is the insecurity and like the, the blockage that doesn't allow you to actually accept the full, the full nature of whatever you're saying, which makes for a great entertainment right. for the rest of us. Um, and it's like my friend, mm -hmm. my friend's of intelligent duty, he's a programmer, but he cannot, 
it was specifically in your thread about sexuality and he was fucking like he is still to this day if i bring it up we'll get irate it's the best thing ever um i think it was mentioned you mentioned like, which was the specific i think it was uh you saying that like if you're uh high value male then uh, high value men would like present their young daughters to you and in <laughs> this concept and like this concept was just like unacceptable to him and it has and i almost we were we were like at a at odds for like weeks because i was laughing hysterically trying to explain to him like bro you're missing this whole thread but whatever <laughs> it's a great it's a great idea it was too mm-hmm. fucking funny to like i was like i'll let this be yeah, honestly <laughs> honestly i make myself laugh so much i don't remember it most of what I write, I just kind of trade it out, but then I just, I go to the notifications and see people picking up old posts, and I just laugh to myself and retreat myself all the time. Mm-hmm. People will reference, they'll be at me, asking me about something, and I don't know what you're talking about, send it over. I don't remember writing that post. Yeah, yeah, um, I figured you would It sounds like something I would have said, but... <laughs> it, was, it was great. It was, a, like, it, I, I still have, I have it saved just because of how fucking funny I took screenshots, but... And, uh, but mm-hmm. I, I want to like mention the other parts of your thread before I forget. Um, you also have like uh, you. I mean, you kind of touched on it a bit with the whole like uh, recurrent ideas. But you and Sunny have the whole like Kali Ak vibe about like the Vedas and uh, and like uh, history, like these histories of fiction. Um, what is your? Can you like speak on that a bit? Because that's like probably the most like unique brand of thing from the two of your like your group, your cluster of Twitter. Yeah, to be honest, uh, Sunny was the one that really made me into it. Uh, mm-hmm. I was familiar with the conspiracy posting. I mean, I was a lurker for a long time. So I've seen it around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I've, been, I've, I've read into uh, Aryan migration theory. Uh, which I, I believe that the Vedas do originate in the Arctic. Mm-hmm. It was Sunny who first uh, tipped me off to that knowledge that you know, it wasn't just a, you know, one meme of many. You know, there's a lot of conspiracies right now. It's hard to settle on which one's the right one. No, honestly, I don't I don't do that much thinking in this direction. Okay. This sunny is me. Uh, I do believe though. Uh, I don't have a. Uh, I don't. I, I I I do I do believe the idea that um, most of our his, history and historical knowledge is false. That a lot of it's been distorted over time. Huge swath of it missing. Um, if you had asked me that a couple of years ago, when I had done more digging into it, I would have been able to point to a lot of discrepancies that would evidence that knowledge. But at this point, I just, I, this is what I believe. I don't remember why I believe it. Um, yeah, that's fair. Um, the, um, you also do a lot of, oh, actually, I do, I do want to touch on the whole, like, uh, your sexuality thread a bit. You have a whole, like, you did this great thread, which, is uh, pretty much 100% backed by, um, it's one of the few threads you wrote that have like citations and stuff in it um, about like, you know, men and women and like, uh, like what's the, why there's like a fall in, uh, in like relationship satisfaction. And, like there's people or women are like pair bonding to like uh, the virtual and men are pair bonding to like, I don't know, they're destroying their libido and things of like that nature. Um, uh, can you touch on like your idea of like relationship sexuality and like modernity? <clears throat> Yeah, well, I just want to say one thing. Um, yeah. I wrote the thread first, and then I went around and found citations for it, just mm-hmm. because I thought it would be amusing to get the citation. But it's not like I, I use the evidence to then build the theory. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's just one thing I've, I've mentioned before, um, you can kind of concoct any kind of scientific theory and find citations to back it up. Uh, there's not really any kind of uh, standard of evidence um, the process of science is so slow that, that these conclusions won't be settled on or I mean all these studies they're not actually um, uh, they're not peer tested they're not peer reviewed at all they're not mm-hmm. reviewed at all you know um, the Lancet Journal had come out a couple years ago saying that over 50 percent of the medical studies you know Lancet's one of the biggest medical journals um, they they can't recreate them they're just false data mm-hmm. but so. It was a bit of a shit post by uh, putting citations in that thread. Yeah. I, I, I recall that. I a mean, lot of science is LARPing in that. It's, it has like the credibility, it has right. like, you know, a, approval from the consensus, but, but it's not actually reproducible. Right. But I do believe in what I said there uh, as a hormonal basis. Um, I mean, the, 
the reason why is that it, it's both conclusions that are getting science is getting to on its own way, but also in the ancient Taoist literature, they already knew this stuff, um, it's just a kind of reconstruct in some of the modern stuff. They, I mean, they didn't know that it all traces down to oxytocin and probably to other hormones too, but they, do, they, they didn't know things that, like, if you make a real orgasm, she'll bear long to you. And things like that. They didn't have condoms back then, but they understood the, the importance of, um, of raw vaginal contact with the penis and uh, mm-hmm. the sexual fluid transfer um, between between the two. So that's why I say that you know if you're using a condom, it's not really full sex; it's a kind of neuter sex. But it's not. I mean, really and if you've ever had sex, you can know that there's clearly a difference between the two of them, and like. They're, right. They're the, the shocking thing, though, <clears throat> the, the shocking thing is when it comes to relationships, um, especially the American knowledge of how the woman's brain operates or, or these kinds of things that should be obvious, it's just uh, there's such a gap in it. I think because people just don't talk about it in that much detail openly, there's so much false information. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the idea that 30% of women can't orgasm at all is totally false. Um, mm-hmm. or, or even like people believe that yeah, like you can get pregnant uh, during a woman's period, which is just not how the, the body works. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, uh, most probably nine out of ten men uh, in America believe that you know there's no safe way to have unprotected sex. They even have some obscure term for what they call uh, for just fucking a girl during her period, mm-hmm. like time track fertility window or something yeah there's a there's an app actually i use there's an app i use with my ex called uh natural cycles that is machine learning plus like tracking your cycle with machine learning and there's no hormones right. and like i've tr- i've tried to tell this give this to so many people and everyone's like you're gonna get her pregnant i'm like you're like you're missing it's clearly real but whatever <clears throat> it's obvious. Well, I know. I mean, there's a way that there's a mechanism it has to work it should be normalized using these apps or just doing it in your head with all the women in your work life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you meet a daily life, the women in your home. Um, it, it's, it's, I mean, even the, the concept that, that the, the woman's mind changes during the course of her, her cycle and not just being, little, little, you know, she gets more sensitive or whatever, but that to a deep degree, her, her attract and her, the mm-hmm. way she thinks changes. It's something that's just not, it doesn't fit in with the modern mindset. They, don't, they just don't believe that, that uh, that's not yeah. how the reality model works. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a, a metaphysical issue. They can't even see it because it's not in the liberal ideology. Right. And it's just, it's one of the most um, most obviously untrue out of all their uh, you know, pathologies. Mm-hmm. It's, it's clearly evidence of it's untrue with any interaction with um between the two factors. But mm-hmm. the problem you, you have is that they, they, they live such uh, unhealthy, unstable relationships because they're operating on these ideas so they don't even, you know, trust test it. Maybe that is the case, but, well, um, but even just with the idea that a, a woman's mind is not rational like a male, they don't, they don't, they don't even, it doesn't even occur to them that, you know, that she might change her memory um, when, when she thinks back to the narrative based on her where she is in her own her monthly cycle. The, the thought doesn't even exist as a possibility. Yeah, you ever try bringing that up to normies and watch how quickly you ruin any event? <laughs> it is, it is, I do not suggest that bringing this up to like the normal person because I have ruined many situations being like, oh, well, say, saying which is something that everyone knows, like you read any book from ever and people will say effectively the same thing. And maybe like of mm-hmm. anything that we know from the past that might be true is probably how our understanding of each sex and their dynamic. It's one of the few things that have been consistent since time immemorial. Like, like that's something we should think about. And there's a reason why every, it's not sexist and it's of anything that we know, sexism is probably the most robust of the Lindy topics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sexism is, uh, it should be normalized. Yeah. That one is, there's indisputable at this point, since it's in every single uh, society and every book from every society says more or less the same thing. But that'll get me, that'll get this yeah, podcast I mean, taken off YouTube. So, I mean, it's true of a lot of, 
people don't believe in any kind of genetic or cat hierarchy. You know, the, the idea that, um, of course I know that if you have followers more parents, you're going to have to be more parents. But to make the connection that, well, you know, someone's station in life might be due to their genetic background, their familial, you know, the quality of their genes, that's just that it's, it's really obvious, but completely taboo to the point where they don't even, it's not that they won't say it, they won't think it. And, you know, the models of society build will operate on that unthinking of the obvious. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I, even the ideas of karma and caste, they're not Hindu ideas. I mean, they're defined as such, and they relate to the, the Hindu concept of reincarnation. But just the, the idea that someone's born into a, their station, and that that's their... Uh, that's due to their background, and that they, they generally marry within it. This is mm -hmm. something that's true of all societies, right? But at this point, the memory of it is just lost. The only reason it's retained in, in, the, in Hinduism is just because the, the, the Vedas are not mm -hmm. I mean, I I, you brought it up earlier. Uh, I mean, the only reason Kaliak uh, and, you know, Sunny and I have an affinity for the Vedas, I mean, what I believe is that it's it's the, the oldest and truest, uh, most authentic record of Aryan spirituality. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I think all these pagan, these European pagans, uh, they're just they're, they're kind of coping with their ex Christianity. They don't want to drift too far away from you know what they were born into. I mean, they're they're all born Christians. Mm -hmm. They turned to atheists and then found the right towards paganism and then. Want to find some connection with their nationality, so they go turn to their German, like Wotan, Wotanism, you know, mm -hmm. German paganism. But the truth is that it all traces back to the Veda, the, the earliest. The, the, I mean, that's the, the path of Aryan migration. It's the oldest and earliest, and it's most authentic form um, is based on the teachings of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> um... So, sorry, the, so you think that the Vedas are, so what, I mean, I don't, I haven't read enough about the Vedas, I think, to understand the link in between, like, Arianism and Vedic understanding. I have read, like, basic stuff and, like, the, the same symbology between the two. Um, but uh, outside of that, um, I, all I know from the Vedas is, like, what I've read from, like, you know, I've read, like, maybe the Bhagavad Gita, and that's the closest I've come. Would you say like uh, I know that you guys are making um, a GitHub of like all the of essential readings? I saw that. Um, uh, it, would that be like linked in there? Do you think? Yeah, um, somebody's working on that right now. It, uh, it's he's he's also working on um, the the teachings are fairly obscured within the text just because there's so so much. Of it. It's uh, he's he's trying to bring it out and. And make it more acceptable. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's honestly been a while since I looked back on it too. Mm -hmm. um, I feel a lot of it, the values I've internalized, but also just from a program of a kind of looking at the, the, the traditionalist program, um, you know, what people are doing with trying to reconstruct the Aryan and Hyperborean spirituality. It's just that's where they should be looking at. It's not something that I make my full focus on though. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I when I came to Twitter, I was the reason I had to come with I wanted to I wanted to follow Nick Lance and engage with him. I was an accelerationist. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a it's just the, the traditional stuff is what comes natural to me. I mean that's, that's just what it's, it's obvious truth to me. Yeah, that and the human bio biodiversity stuff is what I find the most interesting from your account. Um you have the you're doing the Hakan uh, archive though. And I, I'm, I'm sad that I missed Hakan actually on Twitter uh, because he has the yeah. most interesting tweets I've ever seen. But. Yeah, Hakan's a special character. Uh, he, his level of, of racism is, is like, impressive. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I wish um, I knew what journalist he was reading to, mm -hmm. to get that level of detail. Or um, I wish there was some kind of some kind of starter pack or reading list like it i know it but it, it, it comes from just uh, he must be in the field um, yeah it, it, it's just from uh, he has um, to be an anthropology you know, right 
right? But I, I mean, I, I came originally from Nick Lane, and then I kind of uh, scouted it out the network and on other side. He's not Nick Lane's, I mean, his, his content's not the best on Twitter. I'm somewhat disappointed. But, I'm impressed that he shit posts. A, a famous philosopher who shit posts on Twitter, which I think is the best. I'm trying I know, to get, trying to get I know, more. but he shit, he shit posts like a boom is the problem. <laughs> yeah, um, he, I can't I, I used to, I would just, I would catch up on his tweets uh, every day. I, mean, I would just go on his account and make sure I consume everything. He, he was one of the best. Um, yeah. Landshark Rides and, and BAP are the other good ones. Mm-hmm. Wait, who was this? Who, you said Bap and someone else? Who was the other person? And Landshark. Landshark oh, right? Landshark. Yeah, Land, Landshark's great. And of course, Sonny, too. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Anyone, that, anyone who's been on the... Sonny is the, actually the most popular episode by a long shot, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. Like, views-wise, by a long shot. But, um... So, yeah, so... Hakan, yeah, actually, I had convinced... I convinced Sonny to originally join Twitter, um, sharing with him Bronze uh, favorite book. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't like, a, you know, what he had said was just like, it feels like something I could have written. And I said, I know, I felt the same way. So I've been talking for a long time that all the oral knowledge that was being developed in 4chan, it needed to be put to writing. It was all getting lost. And uh, that's basically what Bath had done with Bronze mindset. Um, of course, it's a somewhat different field, but he's coming. He is 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 uh, in Git and X, whereas mm-hmm. we come a lot stronger out of all and X. But oh, very clearly, yeah. But uh, but it's like all these people. They're I mean, you know, they're they're born out of this extreme environment that was like the source of all internet culture and knowledge for the last decade. But you know, Aura now it got destroyed basically. What exists now is Fortune since like 2013, 2012. It's Reddit. Zombie. Yeah. Right. Uh, but the problem is that they all kind of got dissipated. Uh, they went out to like Discord, Telegram, and on Twitter. But it's like there's so many, uh, all the most important people of the, the last internet generation. They're all going out of apartment. Like now they're starting to kind of get surface. Like I mean I'm not surprised that if I come to Twitter I get a, a big following kind of cloud, what they call it, um, cult around me. Mm-hmm. Just because I was because I, I mean anyone that was born from that era of fortune is a special uh, person on the internet. They're they're yeah. they're they came from the golden age. I, I mean, agree. I, even if you're not like, yeah, you're, you, you, there's a way of writing and thinking that is, that gets uh, cultivated on 4chan that no matter where you go online, that people immediately flock to you. Right. Yeah. You know, my case is a little bit special uh, in the sense that I was fairly optimistic about maintaining anonymity, even mm-hmm. up until like 2015. I had never had a BBS account or a any kind of username or like I just went fortune once I left fortune I just drifted between my robot and mm-hmm. I started a few of my own. But never had a name until finally I ended up joining Discord just because I wanted a full server which I did. I had taken over the full thing mm-hmm. and crushed it. Um, but but uh, I had gotten a cult following in the meantime of my trolling that I was pretty shocked about because I, didn't, I never interacted with people online at a certain level. I didn't expect to have like, manipulative power over anyone at this level of a, a, a kind of social charisma. Mm-hmm. But but I ran with it once I saw that and that's when I kind of got absorbed into a more social person. Because I, just, I just brought that weight over on Twitter. But I mean, and even on Twitter, the main reason I left Discord was because I don't have as much time. I'm not in need right now. I'm doing yeah. online in real life projects that take up a lot of my time. Mm-hmm. But if I, if I was in need on Twitter, I mean, this isn't, well, what I mean is this isn't even my full power level. First <laughs> on Twitter, I had like a group chat harems and like a, a, like a, a server, companion server on Discord, but if I didn't maintain all of it, um, that was just when I was like less than 500 followers. Like right now, I, I would have a full we need a glimpse of Maya's full power level on Twitter, just so, just so you know we can have something to aspire to. 
But uh, yeah, maybe maybe one day. Uh, I'm actually I'm not so confident on even remaining on Twitter. For, I I I made a post the, this the other day. Probably not through the end of 2020. Uh, oh. I don't tend to stay too too long on these communities. Um, I might I might trash my account, regenerate as a, a new one, or just move on to other networks. But I usually. I don't try to stay too long with like I've exhausted the, the worth of a of a place of the community networking with the the, the good people in the area. Uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of exploring the limits of its interface. That's fair. Well, I will hopefully make an archive of your post prior to your exit, so we don't have another Hakan issue. Um, so uh, yeah, I I'll make sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, all right. Awesome. Uh, I'll make sure to link like the your major threads uh, in the description. Uh, and uh, beyond that, um, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. No problem. I think uh, I, I was too strapped for time earlier, but I think I'll try to do more podcast uh, interviews. So if you want to have me on again, we have oh hell yeah, oh yeah, definitely. No, we'll definitely do another pass through Twitter uh, soon and get all the all the big hitters back on. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Appreciate Thanks. it.